Lord, you are holy, or you are worthy, and you are so faithful. Oh, and it's a privilege and an honor to worship you and worship at your throne. Oh, Lord, and it's a privilege to be called your own.
continue our look at the role of the church as we draw closer to Shiloh's 148th church anniversary. Today we want to focus on the church proclaiming the message. The church proclaiming the message. As disciples of Jesus, we are under a divine mandate to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. Paul here in this text speaks to Timothy and to us with a timely imperative. Proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch. Challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Paul is writing to Timothy, who was serving as the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Of this church, God would say through John in Revelation chapter 2, I know your persistence 
your courage in my cause, that you never wear out. But then he also adds, you walked away from your first love. Do you have any idea how far you have fallen? You have suffered a Lucifer fall. The Lucifer fall to which Jesus refers was that there had been a perversion of the message that the church was presenting. Jewish legalism had crept into the church and had altered the message of the gospel. Literally, people were being taught things that the gospel didn't say and were being held to a standard that the gospel didn't set. And as a result, the efficacy of the church was compromised. It serves as a lesson to us today that we must be careful not to let anything poison the message that Christ has commissioned us to convey to our community. We're living in a time where People need to hear all that God is saying to us. But we must be careful that we don't add too much of us to the gospel message that we've been charged to proclaim. And one of the things that seems to be working against us in this regard is fear. Fear of what we may be losing in these modern times. The fears of cultural assimilation have caused many of our churches to distort the message that we proclaim. Today, Americans describe themselves as less religious and more secular than at any time in our nation's history. Even before this pandemic brought everything to a halt, African-American church attendance was at an all-time low. And in response to this, many are altering the message they proclaim, even though it's the message that we most desperately need. But while our task is to expand the message, we must not change the message. We change the message when we try to make wrong right. But we expand the message when we seek to make the gospel more inclusive and inviting to those who have been shut out. We change the message when we try to weave in capitalistic dogma as a part of the gospel. But we expand the message when we work on becoming doers of the word and not hearers only. We change the message when we suggest you're next in line for a miracle. But we expand the message when we reassure people that come what may, God's grace is sufficient. God has blessed us in such a way that we recognize we have a responsibility to proclaim the message, but we have to be sure about the message that we are proclaiming. The gospel speaks to us in different ways and 
at different times. Sometimes it cheers and comforts and consoles us. At other times, it challenges and chastises us. But whether the word cheers or challenges, we can't be so consumed by fear that we change the message that we proclaim. For when we change the gospel, it ain't the gospel anymore. As Paul writes to Timothy, his condition was poor. He's in a dungeon below the streets of Rome. The walls of his cell were cold and damp, and companions that had once been close to Paul had abandoned him. But despite his condition, when we read this word from Paul, we're reminded that In the case of the gospel message, what we are committed to is far more important than what we are going through. My brothers and sisters, our world is in a terrible condition. This COVID-19 pandemic has turned our world upside down. Millions are sick. Hundreds of thousands have died. Businesses are collapsing. The economy is failing. Our way of life and of socialization have been permanently altered. There is failed leadership in our national politics. There's bickering and finger-pointing in our state and local politics. There is senseless violence in our streets. There is disunity and distrust everywhere we turn. But as the church, our response to all that plagues us must be a recommitment to proclaiming the message. Now, if that sounds naive to some of you listening to me today, let me remind you that there is nothing going on today that hasn't happened before. I listen to a lot of news reports and I read a lot of information, but I bristle when I read or hear someone suggest that we are living in unprecedented times. There's always been war and rumor of war. Jesus said that we will have the poor with us always. Jesus said, don't be surprised that the world hates you. It hated me before you ever came on the scene. There's never been a time when we have been in charge of anything. At best, we are respondents to what happens, not initiators of what happens. And it's hubris on our part to think that we can control anything. But as respondents, the word from Paul to Timothy, the word from Paul to us today is proclaim the message with intensity. Hear Paul's resolute tone. Keep your watch. 
Don't get sleepy and don't let anything get past you. Hear Paul's pastoral instruction. Challenge and warn and urge the people our Lord has entrusted into your care. Hear Paul's battle cry. Don't ever quit. Shiloh, what Paul says to Timothy is needful for us today. Around Shiloh, there are lost people who need to be found. Around Shiloh, there are blind people who need their sight restored. Around Shiloh, there are spiritually dead people who need to be revived. Around Shiloh, there are hurting people in search of healing. And if we are to fulfill our calling, then we must be committed to proclaiming the message. The message teaches us how to live. When it's done right, proclamation will result in self-scrutiny. And self-scrutiny helps us to know who we are and who we have the potential to become. Paul had come to that realization in his life. If you read Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about his struggle with life. He says, when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. What I want to do, I don't do. And the evil that I don't want to do, I end up doing anyhow. And Paul concludes by exclaiming, what a terrible man I am. Who can save me from this self-inflicted torture? But when Paul got finished with his self-scrutiny, he remembered the message of Jesus and its ability to transform lives. And I hear this same Paul say, thanks be to God who gives me the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, my brothers and sisters, on our own, we don't know how to live. But the message of Jesus is that life is available to us. Whoever believes on me shall not die, but shall have everlasting life. I have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest extent possible. Because I live, you shall live also. The word teaches us how to live. And then the message also teaches us how to love. Paul tells us that as we proclaim, we are to challenge and warn and urge. And my brothers and sisters, that reminds us that there's more than one way to love people. If we love people, then we must challenge them to rise above self and embrace the call of the Holy Spirit to serve God through our service to one another. If we love people, then we must warn them that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. If we love people, then we must urge people to not conform, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. This same Paul tells us in 
1 Corinthians 13, that the love of Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, and never fails. And my brothers and sisters, we need an all things love message. If I love you, I'm willing to serve you. But I'm also going to point you in the right direction when you get off track. If I love you, then I'm slow to anger and quick to forgive, but I'm also going to push you to rise above personal pettiness and pretension and be all that God has made you capable of being. If I love you, I'll turn the other cheek and go the second mile, but I'm also going to stand up to you and tell you when you're wrong. Jesus loved everybody, but he wasn't fooled by anybody. And if we are to proclaim the message, we must lovingly call people to accountability. We must lovingly speak truth to power. We must lovingly challenge and warn and urge, and we must not quit. We must follow Jesus' instruction to us to be as wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. The message teaches us how to live. And the message teaches us how to love. And finally, the message teaches us how to last. Paul tells Timothy, don't ever quit in your proclamation of the word. And Paul said that because he knew that situations would arise that would challenge Timothy to keep on proclaiming the word. Paul knew about that firsthand, and he could testify as to the ability of the message to teach us how to last. He wrote to the church at Philippi, I don't need anything personally. I've learned to be content whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. I found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, whether hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. Church, that's the key to effectively proclaiming the message. We can't effectively proclaim something that we don't believe in. We can't effectively proclaim something that we haven't tested. But if you've walked with Jesus any length of time, the Jesus message will teach you how to last. And so I come declaring, don't ever quit sharing the message. Don't ever quit lifting up the name of Jesus. Don't ever quit calling those in darkness to the marvelous light. Don't ever quit telling the old, old story. He was born of a virgin. He was baptized by his cousin in the Jordan River. He was tempted by the devil in the wilderness. He came out preaching and teaching and healing. He turned water into wine, and he walked on the water. 
he fed thousands with two fish and five loaves of bread. He caused the blind to see and the lame to walk. He cast out demons and he even raised the dead. But that's not the end of the story. One Friday morning, Jesus took our sin up to Calvary and hung it on a rugged cross. After six long hours, he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and gave up the ghost. But that's not the end of the story. Early on a Sunday morning, he rose from the grave and secured our salvation. He declared all power is in his hands. And right now he's interceding on our behalf before the Father's throne. But that's not the end of the story. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own. He enfolds me in his arms of love. He keeps me when enemies are trying to destroy me. But that's not the end of the story. One of these old days uh, when this world can no longer afford me a home. I'm going to make a move. I'm going to a place where the wicked cease from troubling and the weary are at rest. I'm going to a place where you never grow old. And I'm going to sing, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I thank God that I know what proclamation can do. I know it opens doors that are closed against me. I know that it makes a way out of no way. And so I made up my mind with every fiber in my body. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus, heart fixer. Jesus, burden bearer. Jesus, mind regulator. Jesus, way maker. Jesus, door opener. Jesus, health in my body. Jesus, sanity in my mind. He's able, able, able. Yeah! 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 Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the challenge, for the charge to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. The message teaches us how to live, teaches us how to love, teaches us how to last. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you. 
for this word that reminds us that your gospel is all that